Welcome to another Saturday night wrestling edition of the Sideline Junkies. You got everybody's favorite smart mark, the Don, and the still alive, the A-lister, the Miz. He is the Don, and he is awesome. And you got me, KG. Double G. <laughs> now let me start off by saying this. If anybody that has listened to this show, they know the Don can prophesy some things in the wrestling world. And a few weeks ago you called something, and as soon as it happened, I sent you a message and said, damn it, you called it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm talking about, Nia Jax's Heel turn. Yep, yep, yep. Inevitability. She was smiling too much for too long. Mm. Whew. But with that being said, yes. And you know what? That's got everybody talking about what we've been talking about for quite some time. It's been over a month since we said something about it. And we started saying something about it. You need Mm -hmm. a women's tag team championship. And the worst part is as soon as I saw that happen, the first thing I thought was we just got the female version of the AOP. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And speaking the of the AOP. Go ahead, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, speaking of AOP, your new tag team champions. Raw tag yeah, team champions. Drop Drake Maverick, please. Please drop. I mean, just, just the size thing doesn't make sense. You know, he doesn't have a big a, – a big, uh, presence as Paul Ellering has. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, he's just there, you know? And to me, he's still Rockstar Spud, so I, I can't see anything else but that. <laughs> I'm expecting, um, uh, you know, him to start chanting TNA or Dixie Carter to come out and tell him to go get her a latte or something. It's like, ah, Rockstar Spud, I can't take you seriously at all. Oh, but my. if I had to prophesy something else with that, I wouldn't be surprised if over the next several weeks they continually beat down Ember Moon and this is actually a recruitment ritual opposed to them just randomly targeting her and then, you know, they beat her into the gang, so to speak, and then she'll be their uh, manager or something like that to that effect. Mm. Mm. That'd be a good trio to go up against the Riot Squad and and everybody else. Natty, Bailey, and Sasha. But it's it's nobody that can beat them. I mean, yeah, I know. look. You got to have somebody to go up against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And uh, I'd throw Sonya Deville in there for the, the MMA queens, if you want to call them that. Or I don't know, what whatever you would call that stable, but. Somebody's got to be strong enough to be able to handle Ronda Rousey and nullify the fact that she can just judo throw you at will and almost break your arm just off of the transition of the judo throw. And, you know, Nia would nullify that. So would Tamina. Um, And then everybody else would just be players in the game. But that's just me. That's just me. Wishful, Wishful thinking, wishful thinking. It, it came from the mouth of the Don. Write it down and book it. It'd be nice. 
speaking of booking, we had a, a lot of interesting booking scenarios coming out of Manchester for Raw and SmackDown. I thought Raw started off really good with, um, well, initially you're wondering why is everybody gathered on uh, the ramp and uh, the platform is like, well, is Vince showing up? What, what's the occasion? And then they segue Baron Corbin, who I will say actually looked more uh, general manager-ish this time. I was like, man, you know, you almost didn't think that he was remembering a script. He flowed really well. His body movements, his posture, everything was that of a general manager at that moment until he started interjecting himself, for story, I guess, for storyline purposes or whatever, into uh, the Survivor Series match. But again, you can't blame him considering that Shane is the best in the world, allegedly. <laughs> and then announcing your girlfriend, Alexa Bliss, as the overhead captain or coach, I guess. I don't know what I call a captain, more so coach, of the women's team. So it all makes sense. It all looked really good. I like the opening segment, even though there's some holes to fill. And we'll, I guess we'll get into that as we get closer towards the end of this. The holes to fill on the actual booking and, and scheduling of Survivor Series. SmackDown is almost on lock, but we don't know what the heck is going on over on the Raw side of things for the most part. Uh, you know what? The beginning of Raw, and I, I watched it twice. I watched it live. And then I watched it again this morning while I was at work. And the simple fact, I, and I got a hell of a question. Those security guards that was out there, what the hell were they securing? <laughs> Bronze foot. Did you see Man. the Hadouken kick? That's all I could call it because it looked like he threw a Hadouken. He kicked that dude square in his chest yes. and almost killed him. I was waiting for Jim Ross to jump out and just yell, you killed him. You killed him. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> I just, like, but <sighs> Baron Corbin is starting to really get under my skin, and it, and for, for rightly so, because that's what he's supposed to do. So he's doing his job correctly. But, dude, interjecting yourself into all of these different matches and things like that, and you you put yourself in a universal title match. You put yourself, um, try to put yourself in the World Cup. You're trying to put yourself in the Survivor Series. I've never seen a GM do that. And Man. But he's getting under my skin with, you know, this politics. You talk trash. And you cause Braun Strowman the universal <laughs> title, and then you run from him. Well, I would have ran, too. But it is going to be interesting to see what the end game is to this because Corbett isn't going to stay the GM. I'm curious about what the role of Kurt Angle is going to be. And really, I think all the changes are going to be locked in and made once we get to what I lovely call the brand extension or you just, you know, call the superstar shakeup. It just depends on how you feel at the time. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I'm not sure exactly what is going to happen because to be GM, you can't be an in-ring competitor like you're alluding to. So we just need to see how this is going to play out. And the way it's looking, it's looking like Kurt has made his return to the ring 
uh, what was that, two weeks in a row he's he's wrestled? Yeah, but also at the same time, I don't know why they were talking about how embarrassing and how that could have been his last match against Baron Corbin. So I don't know. Is this his, uh, his, his finale run? Or is he just trying to get his uh, ring rush shaken off since he's got a surgery and he's looking – and he's looking better, and he's actually able to move and standing up a little straighter. Mm. <laughs> so it's it's going to be kind of interesting to see exactly how it's going to play out. I, I'm really confused. But, like I said, I did like how Baron Corbin presented himself. And, I mean, you know, him running for Braun Strowman and stuff like that, I thought it was some levity to everything else that they were doing on Raw. Especially... Speaking of levity, uh, <laughs> that Natalia Bailey and Sasha versus the Riot Squad segment uh, for the rematch and uh, the glasses breaking by Ruby is like, man. I, I know, felt that. Oh, I, I yeah, felt that. That. that was rough. I mean, and I will say, Natty, that was Oscar. Did you see the ugly cry yes. for Natalia? Yes. The, the, the slobber. I mean, the wow. She went in. She went She went. Uh, Tropic Thunder, you know, like <laughs> don't don't go full ugly cry. She went full ugly cry on that. She, one. she dug deep for that, but I, I thought about that. And the first thing I thought about, I took a note and I said the Riot Squad are starting to piss me the hell off because I'm starting to hate them. And then I thought about it. I said that's what they want. The Riot Squad is another one that are doing their job. This aggravating stuff that they're doing to what they did to the Bellas. Then they move on to Sasha, Bailey, Natty. And it's like they they are the mean girls in school. And they're playing that role. And they are doing an, a phenomenal job. Yeah, kind of makes you think a little bit about Sierra, Hotel, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. <laughs> Kind of, kind of makes you think of that, that that little bit of a feel, but more of a, a female side, a little bit of, I guess, for lack of a better term, bubblegum, that you got Liv Morgan in that mix uh, as the a uh, little bit more comedic gal. And Ruby is playing your, your straight man or straight woman in reference to, you know, the, their role in the group. So it's, it's, you know, kind of interesting to see how this is going to work out. But that was a heavy segment. Yeah. Like, man, if only those were really his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. I said the same thing. But I'm not going to lie to you, though. For the Riot Squad, I think they need somebody stronger to play off of. The Natalia thing, I'm with it. But Bailey and Sasha, I just think that they are part of that just, you know, because you have to get them in. But I think Natty could have two more stronger people to go up against the Riot Squad. And I wish upon wish that Sasha would turn and join the Riot Squad because that's the one thing that they're missing is, you know, the strong, you know, feminine, you know, over type. Mm -hmm. And if you had that, that would make you know almost a recipe for uh, a, a good believable four horse woman because Sasha would be the women's champion. That'd be a Rick, 
and then um, Liv would be Yatelli, and then uh, Sarah Logan would be Arn Anderson, and Ruby Riot would be your Barry Windham. Well, I can see it. I definitely can. Give or take a little bit of here, but yeah. uh, Speaking over, something that I noticed at the beginning of the show of of Raw, Kurt Angle is really over the pop that he got Monday night. And, you know, the you suck chance that he came out and he's doing it. I remember at one point in time, he couldn't stand that. But it's like he's embraced it now. And it's like, you know, that's a good thing that you're telling me I suck. Oh, yeah. The number one rule of sports entertainment, wrestling or wrestling, is any reaction is a good reaction. Ask Vicky Guerrero. Most hated, (laughs) uh, consistently hated overheat, you know, that you will have in any promotion at any time throughout anything over Roddy Piper, over Edge at one point, you know, over everybody. She had more heat consistently than anybody else. And you can't argue with that. And just think about the dynamic of that. She had that much heat when she came out. But that's Eddie Guerrero's wife. You know, like, man, that's still Eddie. But yet, People are just booing her as soon as she picks up the microphone. You can't ask for a better recipe of Hall of Famer than that. That's, that's what everybody dreams for. Everybody in the Indies want to have those moments where as soon as you set foot on stage, the crowd reacts instantaneously. Kind of like the most over person on the show, which was Walk with Elias. <laughs> I've never seen Elias so over in an arena in my life. Well, I'm going to say something about nuts for Elias. I'm going to say something about Elias. He has a new fan in me. I walk oh, with bandwagon. Elias. Bandwagoner. You bandwagoner. But, no, when so he you, came you out, had to he wait played. for him to turn face? No, 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 no. I, I liked him, but when he came out and he started playing the first few calls of Seven Nation Army, mm-hmm. For, by the white stripes, I was like, okay, they hear everybody, come walk with the lies. Like, I, I walked in, I lied to you not, I walked in a break room at work, break room full of people on a Saturday, and I asked everybody, I said, which one of you wanted to come and walk with Elias? Only a few people got it, but <laughs> most definitely, he's got a new fame. I'm just waiting for uh, a particular time when he can actually finish his actual song. Well, you can buy the album on iTunes, Spotify, everything else that WWE is, is producing. So you, you can pick it up if you want to. I got no problem with that. I will do that. Oh, my God, you're such a bandwagoner. You're such a bandwagoner. <laughs> such a bandwagoner. I can't believe you let him sucker you in. Let him complete the face turn. He's still the anti-hero. Let him complete the face turn. But I think that they are doing a good thing with booking him against heels because he has the potential to catch that lightning in a bottle and he's almost there that Kevin Owens had when he first came where it didn't matter who Kevin Owens was going up against it was fight Owens fight and he was winning legitimately so I think if you take what Elias said a couple weeks ago on Baron Corbin with the guitar shot and then mix that with 
said the the semi face turn against a good heel like a Dolph Ziggler, who can make him look good against a Drew McIntyre because Elias is no small dude. Even though he's always sitting down, and you think, ah, oh, he's you know just the music guy and that's the gimmick. He's actually a pretty jack dude, so he can go up against the Bobby Lashley and other people like that and and have great matches. But he just needs to win clean, keep his same shtick. Kind of like the Miz, even though the Miz gets a lot of boos and reactions and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know he's consistent, and Elias uh, will be the same way. He's still going to say his little line or shut your mouth. That's a great callback, in my opinion, to Ravishing Rick Rude. That's why I, I like it when he does that. Silence the cell phones and all that stuff. So it's it's a good recipe for longevity as long as they keep him in the middle. If he goes too much face or too much heel then he's going to lose the sway, but they just need to do that something in the middle. And I wouldn't mind seeing him tag if he had to be a, a tag team partner scenario for something like a round robin tag uh, moment with maybe Shinsuke, because that would give the good r- guitar riff with Elias and they could play off of each other and really hate each other's interactions. You know, I hate your music. I hate your music. And the next thing you know, you just got a, a, a amalgam of those two right there where, you know, you've got the Japanese music being played while Elias is playing, and then they yell out, walk with Elias. It could be hot. Once again, I, you said it. It came from your mouth. If only. Superstar Shaker would have to, to work that out. But uh, how you feel about your boy Dean Ambrose? doing the expected. They're kind of playing this really safe and cautious with the Dean heel turn. They had Seth go out there against the Office of Pain. Did actually, I mean, I, I put out a note that he was running it like the one-man gang almost. Like he was going to pull it out, but mm-hmm. it's AOP. You're going to get that beat down. They was going to catch it. I was looking for a super collider, but it didn't happen. He got to end a severe beat down. Then Dean yeah. comes out and kicks his ass even more. Yep, just did the old-fashioned. And I like this version of Dean Ambrose because his facial expression is they're doing a great job of capturing his facial expression when he he holds the microphone and kind of like uh, Xavier Woods. If you pay attention to how Xavier holds the mic, it's unique. Uh, And it's the same way with Dean Ambrose and how he brings it up, talking about, you want to know why? I'm like, oh. Sorry, uh, you're about to catch that DDT, man. Sorry. <laughs> That's what happened. Dirty deeds. That was it. So I, I like how they're playing it safe. Um, if they could stretch it out, you know, if Roman gets better sooner than later, then they could fold that into uh, a full shield match, triple threat match or something. Now, that would be great. I, I'd like to see that. I just not even just the, the simple fact, only the simple fact that Roman's better. He's he's gotten better health wise, but and to see him back, but just to finally settle that once and for all, and then you know th- those are three competitors that's not gonna go quietly into the night. That's gonna be a that would be a great triple threat match, no doubt in my mind. Oh yeah, but you say something about Bobby Lashley mm. a little while ago, and the this man of the hour. Nobody looks like this, man. <laughs> Nobody has better glutes like this. What the hell is going on? Are we, are we doing a promo on the man's booty now? 
Yeah. Like, oh my god. That's where my question comes to you. What in the blue hell are they doing with Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley is in mid-card status. He is a joke, but any other promotion he goes into, he's in competition for the world championship. Now, I'm not saying put him on the level up there with Brock right away, but I want to see a real match, not a squash match. I want to see a real give me 15 to 20 minutes of him and Brock beating the hell out of each other, going UFC That's back a lot of sweat. Yeah. That's a lot of sweat. But like, I've been waiting to see it. Uh, let me see. What is this, 2018? I've been waiting to see this about nine years. Yeah. You know who I blame? I blame the daggone writers. It's, it's, it's the writers who are controlling the direction of what Leo Rush can and cannot say or should be saying throughout the course of it. Some of the times, if you go back and look, you see he's got the uh, earpiece in his ear, so they're feeding him lines on what to say, when to say it. I would rather let him say his stuff off the dome. He's been doing it long enough and see if it's a different feel because you can't pull and play the uh, I'm sorry, the Brock Lesnar dynamic with, um, you know, I'm not speaking, somebody else is speaking with me. Leo Rush is not Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. He is not uh, inferred enough to be able to speak off the dome and tell a story and drive it and use proper enunciation and pronunciation in ways that elevate the aura of Brock Lesnar. Leo Rush is not that guy, but Leo Rush could be a great, what he alluded to in the beginning of being a hype man, and I think he could play the Steve Harvey role from Kings of Comedy on, I'm going to bring you out, and I'm going to bring you out right. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it will go, and then you leave Leo Rush to do interference in the match, not have a microphone, but like he did, you know, to, to take the role and become the Bobby Heenan aspect. And then he could play off of that. I could see that working as a better dynamic. But uh, for what they're doing now, it's becoming more annoying and it's hurting Bobby than it is putting the heat on him. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, it's not many people that they have contending for the Intercontinental Championship. So... I would like to see Bobby Lashley contend for the IC title. If in Superstar Shakeup he moves over to SmackDown, I'd like to see him contend for the U.S. title. I would like, like to, to see him have both. Hey, think about that—a a dual champion at mid-card status, mm. and you're going back and forth between the two shows, defending a belt. That's a best in the world scenario because the Raw title is a showpiece that's only there once every four to six weeks. So yeah. why not? Guess what? That's well within the rules. As long as you defend your title every 30 days, you can keep it. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. He's not doing anything different. I mean, it's, it's, it's money. It's business. And then you have the star power of Ronda Rousey on the opposite side of the coin. So you've got a consistent MMA champion, and then you've got the champion that's going to put butts in the seats as long as you can have a good person for him to go up against 
and then Heyman does his job. I I just like to see things go back to the way it once was, where U.S. title, Intercontinental title, that's the number one contender yep. for the Universal title, SmackDown Championship. That's your number one contender. That's where you know something's going to start. But now, especially with the women's title, now they need a a belt like that for the women's. And now mm-hmm. you know what? Make it a women's television title. Like you said, yeah, about to say, you said it many times. But what I think is happening is they're phoning in the, the, the championship rank. Because think about it, it just hit me. The, the championship matches for the, the World uh, Universal Championships have pretty much been rematch clauses mm-hmm. that they stretched out. Okay, we got a rematch. You're going to have your rematch at the next pay-per-view 30 days from now. But in between then, we're going to put you in a tag match. We're going to have some run-ins. We're going to have interview moments, different segments, and then you win or lose the belt. And then on SmackDown side, a.k.a. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, yeah, well, I think we can get another run out of y'all. So we're going to have it escalate to another level. And then the next pay-per-view, we're going to have y'all go up again, each other again. You know, So they're just stretching out the rematch instead of having fresh contenders come in. And the same thing with Brock is, you know, it's happening. There's everybody's feuding. And then Brock has the match, and then nothing's settled. And then you go two pay-per-views down the road again for another major regular pay-per-view, and then, bam, now you got Brock again. So it's they're phoning it in and not utilizing how it was, like you said, where the IC is a direct link, you know, because now it's like the IC is almost like a TV championship, not to drop it back, because the only other true way to the title – is Money in the Bank or the Warrior Rumble. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just somewhere placed in the show so that way they can build the story or have an arc. And then also that's how we're having, not that it's bad, but it's also like really so many people are having these 400, 300, 285 day runs with the belt. I'd rather see it not be as bad as when the belt was being dropped every two weeks. But... <laughs> a little bit more consistently consistency on longevity of the story, but the title is changing hands more often. Yeah. Cause you're not getting, and I've noticed this when Brock's a champion, you're not seeing his face on raw, maybe once a month, maybe mm-hmm. while he's champion, when he's not champion, you're not seeing him at all. But Roman Reigns, I saw Roman Reigns every Monday while he was champion. I saw Kevin Owens every Monday while he was champion. Yep. It's just that 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 face, and I'm not taking anything away from Brock. I know he has his fingers in a lot of different things, and like you said uh, last week, I'm hoping to see him take the Universal title over the UFC and win a UFC title and bring both titles to Raw, i.e., kind of like what Taz did when he went over to. Uh, ECW won the heavyweight championship and brought it to SmackDown. Right. So, you know, just something like that. I mean, I understand that. That would be great for both sports and, you know, because Brock's a dominating force on both sides of the coin there. He, UFC, WWE, he's he's dominating. But this only seeing him once a month and we never see him in action anymore. That's 
kind of killing the vibe of the Universal Championship, in my opinion. Yeah, because they, they need another belt, another solo belt to, to, to balance it out. Because the IC title just, is, even though it's strong, but it needs something else. And that's, like you said, for me, I, would, I want the hardcore title, but I want the 24-7 rule. And you can have a lot of fun with it. Everybody gets a, an opportunity with that one. It doesn't have to matter where it is. Somebody's doing an interview. Next thing you know, bam, one, two, three. I mean, even though I'd like to see a ref actually call out another ref and take the belt. You know, you can have all kind of fun with that again. And then you could use that to catapult somebody and then have that. Or Zack Ryder, Internet Championship, why not? Since social media is such a big thing now, give the man a real belt and let him do his thing. You could, you could, you could do so much. But I understand the Brock Lesnar thing from the, the main event. You, you, know, you book him for uh, an arena or do you book him for a stadium? So I get that. But at the same time, with him being in and out of training camps, which is what he's doing while he's not there, he's in training camps, we, once this fight happens and he has the double belts, then I'd say probably 30 days after that, he'll drop one. It just depends on when this fight is. Now, have you heard when it is yet? No. Yeah. Not yet. I don't know. If, if it's before December, then we're going to see him probably, if he wins, he'll probably have the belt for two months. Because I think he's got to go to WrestleMania with both belts. If that's what they're stretching out for, then that's what will happen. But that's, again, Vince and Dana White having those conversations. And, and we got uh, back and forth. The later this month, what, two weeks from Sunday, we got uh, him versus AJ Styles, which I think is going to be pretty good. But it, it, And then you got Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and them two going back and forth, talking about they're going to break each other home. I think that's going to stay the, the, the show. The Twitter war between them, and we'll get into that again, this is the one instance or one of the few instances where social media is actually building kayfabe, period. Everything else, in my opinion, is it's taken away from at, at, at majority of the times if they're not in character, but they're promoing in character. So it, it, it's so ridiculously awesome. If you're not following Becky and Rhonda, you need to because Becky has changed her information to save the man. And they're just going back and forth. Like the last one I saw around, uh, Rosie said to Becky, hey, I found a photo of when you were getting top billing, but I hope you're not mad because I was still placed above you on the photo. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Like, they're, they're going in on each other. As long as this match does not disappoint, I think Becky will make Ronda's career look brighter. And I know that sounds crazy, and I don't mean brighter from star power. I mean brighter from in-ring performance. She could be her Shawn Michaels or her Ric Flair to where she's going to make, you know, when Ric Flair made Sting, mm -hmm. that's what we have the potential to see here. Becky can make Ronda Rousey into a legitimate WWE superstar and somebody that can carry the title and be able to tell a great story and be able to have a phenomenal match with Nia Jax from big versus little, as well as having a match with um, Zelina Vega and have it be believable that Zelina may have a shot 
And then next thing you know, I just rip your arm off. And you know what? Ronda versus Becky is going to steal Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. And if you pick Ronda Rousey over Becky, you lost your mind. But, uh, you know, it would be great if they both put – they went title versus title. That would be cool. But, you know, I'll just give you a spoiler alert. If Since we're talking about calling stuff early, Ronda's going to win not by decisive victory. I'm sorry, Ronda's going to lose. Becky's going to win. Uh, not by decisive victory, but because who have we not seen on Raw recently? Who's been considerably, noticeably absent the past couple weeks? Drum roll, please. The Bellas. Ooh. And you know what? Now we thinking the same. We on the same street, but I'm looking left. While you were looking right, I'm looking left because I was thinking that Becky's going to win. But uh, 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 Charlotte's going to come out and give her the assist and pretty much say, if anybody's going to beat Becky, it's going to be me. That could happen, too. Or Charlotte could come out and cost Becky the match. And then, because Charlotte is MIA from SmackDown and making a decision on this captain thing, it's it's a couple different variables. But either way, it's not going to be a clean victory. That one can have a clean victory. It's going to be a great match, but it'll diminish one of the two. So having something storyline that's going to take you through the Royal Rumble and uh, WrestleMania, you, you can really build something from SummerSlam. I'm sorry, Survivor Series into SummerSlam. You can go all the way to SummerSlam with a, a great storyline that would come from this. If, if they could just get back to saying, you know what, we got gold here. Let's not stretch it out too far, but, you know, you got to gauge the crowd. And this is where creative has to look on the Internet and use social media to see what the fans are saying and see what's working and what's not. This is where social media can really help you. Not only that, but they could just go by just the reaction. Uh, even during Ronda's promo, the Becky chants were still huge. Becky mm-hmm. is old. And it's over off of performance and just do. So I think it's going to be the case of The Rock versus Hogan, where it's going to be split down the middle heavily. What was that, WrestleMania 18? Mm hmm. X8. Mm hmm. You, you know something else I thought about for Survivor Series? I, I know it's not going to happen because it's only two weeks away. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Bray Wyatt showing up. And that Bray Wyatt, and we're going to get Brother Nero from uh, 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 Jeff Hardy. That's coming. I know that's coming. Number one, I know it's coming because you called it. <laughs> but I know, I know it's coming because I'm seeing the way he's turning. And it's like this frustration thing, and it's got to – Brother Nero has to come. And then Bray Wyatt, I think the, the whole Wyatt family thing is about to really – explode, and all the fireflies are going to come right back out. I agree. But with a Matt Hardy flair, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you want to move away from the the war for deletion. So he can still use that. But uh, we also haven't seen the Bludgeon Brothers as much. So, yeah, you could have 
the Wyatts, and I still, 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 still want Bo Dallas to be kidnapped and finally make it a family affair. That would be amazing to me. That would be amazing to me, too. And I would I, like him to do it as old school Bo Dallas. Can you imagine you have the Wyatt demographic, but yet you've got Bo Dallas talking about believing in yourself <laughs> in the midst of that promo? Oh, my God. That would be just insane. Uh, Bray talking about fireflies and Bo's talking about and believe that you can achieve everything but beating us. I mean, it would be just insane. It's, it's so many variables, aspects that can come into play within the next couple of months to set uh, Raw off, to set SmackDown off, even some things uh, to set NXT off. No, let's not even talk about that. We know what's going to set NXT off. I cannot wait. War Games is about to go down. I cannot wait for War Games. Speaking of NXT, the gentleman that I sent you the other day, and I told you he reminded me of Brodus Clay. He wrestles mm-hmm. just like Brodus Clay, who is somebody that WWE needs to sign back because he defunct the source with defunct the Dallas. Tyrus now. Tyrus now. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? When he came out with somebody called my mama, mm-hmm. like, it was it was like I couldn't get enough of you to see a big man wrestle like that and have fun coming down a ramp, but would beat you silly. He needs to come back. Yeah, he, because he, he didn't definitely get his come form. back. But I agree. This I, I I can't even remember the guy's name. I wrote it down now. I can't find my note. But he could come back as part of the Wyatt family. See, and this big brute behemoth that you got in NXT, imagine them two together as a tag team. Oh, but they still wrestle they were still wrestling in singles. But they just straight dominate as a tag team and then they dominate as singles. It, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be insane. That'd be insane. But you know, speaking of dancing people, I think my man <laughs> No Way Jose needs to come back out and and have a run as well. No way and Elias would be a great round robin tag team. And speaking of interesting things, just going off on a a side note, somebody needs to call Eric Bischoff and have him bring the roulette wheel and let's get spin the wheel, make the deal back. I miss that. You know what? It's a take reviews were awesome. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Like, oh, please let us get that back. That'd be another WCW gem that they can bring back because that, that would really make uh, – you could just build a whole pay-per-view off of that. And nobody knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. And you no. really do it legitimately. So mm-hmm. I think our, our superstars are good enough to be able to put on a great match based off of whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, whatever it lands on is what it gets, you know, because Cyber Tuesdays and all that stuff was fun. But – you know, you kind of knew which way it was going. I think it was rigged sometimes. I'm like, who the heck voted for that? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? What the hell's wrong with y'all? Speaking of WCW, do you think Survivor Series will be when that black and white NWO shows up? Towards the end of the pay-per-view and I don't know. all of a sudden, 
Do you hear that music? I think it's the Royal Rumble. I think it's the Royal Rumble. That far out? Yeah. Because Hogan was infused in the crown jewel as a means to an end. They needed star power. It was a quick check for Hogan. And then they were going to go do the NWO thing. So the NWO uh, event was, in my opinion, going to be the proving ground to see how big of a draw can they be. So that goes well. Then I think they would just magically be the special people that would just show up on a Royal Rumble. Mm. And then at, at some point, like, okay, you got Scott Hall comes down. Like, oh, man, you know, we got Scott Hall or he's coming as Razor Ramon. Or, I actually, I would have him come as Razor Ramon if I would book it. Why not put the gold on and have him come out as Razor? And everybody's just marking out. He takes his time coming down. I would probably make this uh, a 40-man battle royal since you got NXT. So that way you can kind of balance the scales out. So he would take the full minute and a half to come down and get in the ring. So that still stretches out. He's not gassed at all. And then he's able to get into the ring. And then he'll be doing some things, fighting back and forth. You know you know how the Royal Rumble is. The next thing you know, Diesel will come down. And then he would, you know, they would do the Wolfpack sign, uh, too sweet and all that stuff. And then they would eliminate a couple people and they would last in maybe for about five to seven more entrants. Then next thing you know, Voodoo Child plays. And Hollywood Hogan comes out. But he's going to come out. He'll probably maybe, you know, in his back pocket. I don't know where it would be. Tucked in the belt, have two T-shirts, and then he would toss them in T-shirts, and that's how you would usher in the NWO. They wouldn't win the, the Royal Rumble because you would have Braun and – and everybody else show up towards the end, and you would have that standoff. Well, maybe the club, you know, Balor Club, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> call, it, call it what it is. Or the full club. So it could be with AJ, if AJ doesn't have the belt at that point. So we could have, uh, you know, the Bullet Club facing off at one moment against the NWO. And then that would be the fight. And that's how the NWO would get eliminated. And then you would carry on from there and leave maybe AJ Styles and Finn Balor in. But uh, everybody else would get taken out. That's you how know, I it. You know what? In a cruel tw- twist of fate. <laughs> and I, as you were saying that, I sat here and I had to laugh to myself. Cruel twist of fate. Hogan wins the Royal Rumble, gets another title shot. Oh, they would erupt and go crazy. <laughs> Just like it did when Batista won. They would lose their mind. The WWE Universe would not have that because it wouldn't be believable. Speaking of uh our older wrestlers, uh I was did you see the uh the tweet from Triple H of his torn pec muscle and yeah, the big please. bruise that he had? Get get well. That that was I still don't understand why Kane did that choke slam without clearing the the announce table. That's rule number one, clear the announce table. We don't care how you do it, how hard you do it, where you throw it, as long as it doesn't hit anybody, it's going to get it sued, but clear the table. I don't, I don't understand why. I Maybe just in the heat of the moment, just go ahead and do it, man. It'll look good. Okay. <laughs> It'll look good now. Speaking of which, he performed a pedigree with one arm. And I know he was in 
immense pain. He wrestled oh, yeah. a lot of that match at Crown Jewel with one arm. Oh yeah, but that that's that's always to his credit. Remember when he tore his quad? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the first time and the second time. <laughs> Both times, he still was just putting it out there. That's also what makes me think and kind of wonder why they went that route uh, for Crown Jewel with the Miz, because you injured like that. And you shown up, just showed back up and starting to walk around backstage on SmackDown and stuff like that. What the heck is going on? How hurt were you, Miz? But that right there, that was a setup to yeah, somehow, like, some way they what, what kind of work was that? Yeah, so that, remember I talked about, I think that may have been uh, a work just to get the extra little added thing. But it's, where do you go from there? And this, you know, the, the I'm not the best in the world, but everybody in the locker room, they're all the best. SmackDown Live has the best in the world. It's like, eh, no. But that's, see, that's the problem. Give us the punk. (laughs) Shane wins this, and everybody lost their mind. And I don't mean in a good way. So many people across social media, people that I've talked to, are like, what kind of pay-per-view was this? Like, you, you have Evolution that Sunday. Evolution was an absolute success. It was put on very well. It was just great matches. And then you come to Friday at 12 noon with Crown Jewel. They didn't want to commit. Yeah, a lot of people didn't want to commit. And you had to fill in a lot of holes, but you still could have put on a great show. They didn't didn't want to commit to... Remember how, aka, we'll just take Ric Flair, for example... When how he's 19, probably more than 19 time world champion, but he's only accredited for 16 because they were televised. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to commit to changes in that heavily that would adjust the long term storyline leading up to WrestleMania. But if you got that big of a paycheck and you spent billions of dollars on freaking pyro for everybody, <laughs> do what you need to do. A, a, a swerve. And Shane winning a, a trophy, no. Shane should have won a belt. Corbin should have interjected himself in a championship match and won the belt. It could have been the, the, the finger poke of doom at that point. He hits Braun, Brock uh, 18 F5s later, and then next thing you know, Corbin comes back into the ring, looks at him, calls for a ref, touches Brock, Brock drops, one, two, three, Corbin's a champ. Why not? Something, you know, that would be the heat that you would want to have because everybody would just be losing their mind. And then it would be a big Monday night laugh fest between the three of them. And it was all just to swerve Braun Strowman and Corbin would give Brock the belt and present it to him the proper way and say that Braun Strowman was not worthy enough to be in the same ring with Brock. So he didn't want to discuss him with having a to defend his championship against filth like that. So now we're having a presentation ceremony and giving Brock the belt because he deserves to be the champion. You know, that's what I would have done. And it would have just been sick. You know what? When's the last time we had a belt that was one on a pay-per-view, then the, uh, whether it be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, but the following role, that belt was dropped to in a rematch or somebody cashed in didn't matter when's the last time we had that happen yeah they they just they just didn't want to commit they just put on a show 
but they didn't want to commit to it. Speaking of Braun Strowman again, please tell me that uh, his mic skills kind of impressed you this week when he grabbed the guy. He said, where's Corbin? If you see him, tell him you're going to get these hands. I just want him <laughs> to give the hand. Show, big show. Give him the high five and tag him in for the WMD, Weapon of Mass Destruction Knockout. Come on. Let it be a two-piece in a biscuit then. If it's not a one-hit-a-quitter. But it needs to be these hands, not these move. <laughs> it needs to be these hands. I know it's a catchy thing, and it works, and it's good on T-shirts, but I think it needs to be these hands. That sets up for the power slam. And, you know, I don't know. That's just, that's just me nitpicking. But no, that's you being truthful. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've heard on – I've, well, I'm not going to say her. I've read many tweets, uh, a few um, Instagram posts, and how they feel that Braun Strowman is going the way of the early to mid-2000s big show where you're just not even really a contender when you should be top of the game, but they're, they're pushing you down. Yeah, he's a victim of his own size, and it's the same. He's more athletic than show. But the problem is, if they're not going to give Bobby Lashley the push in that direction, and with this, 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 let's just say that Brock wins the belt in the uh, the UFC championship and he drops the um, the the Universal, if they're not going to give Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre real legitimate big big men the opportunity for the belt, then there's nothing really for him to do because on paper and on screen, Braun could destroy almost everybody. Yeah. So Braun versus a Finn Balor, it's like Nia Jax versus Ember Moon, even though Ember put in that work. But I'm tired of always seeing the, the loss for Nia Jax being, here it comes. It's almost like she's got her own Ric Flair moment where he goes over the top rope and then gets clotheslined or gets grabbed and, no, no, and he's press slammed off of the top rope. Nia's the same way. At some point in the match, probably about the 8 to 10 minute mark, Nia's going to be running full steam. Person's going to move out. Bam, she just hit the turnbuckle. Next thing you know, that's the catalyst for her getting rolled up, getting insecure, whatever, and then one, two, three. It's inevitable. It happens every time. You know, another name I'm throwing at and, and into that about getting a big push, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, but Jinder needs to go back to SmackDown. Uh, you know what? I don't. When they do the superstar shakeup, he needs to stay on SmackDown. I think they they treated him better on SmackDown. That needs to be his home. Well, he was a SmackDown champion, correct? Yeah, and I think him going back and forth. Uh, for the ownership of SmackDown, the face that runs the place versus the Mataraja of the place. You know, I think you could really do some strong six-month storylines versus work with those two because they're going to they're gonna wear out Joe versus AJ Styles. It's going to become old real quick if they still at WrestleMania are pushing AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. But guess what? It's already that. become old. Yeah. Because you, you're, not, you're not giving... Samoa Joe to edge, not even a little bit, even though Samoa Joe should be champion. And that's he not taking anything. Away. 
He should have won a crown jewel. That would have been one. Well, yeah, that's well. I mean, I, no, I, I like what they did there because it stretched it out and it gave us a couple other great moments. But a crown jewel, if he would have won, that would have given him something. Even if he lost it at SmackDown in the rematch, that would have given him something to have as clout. You know, I whooped on you, I beat you. What you gonna say about that? Even though he may have lost, doesn't matter. That was a fluke because you know a crown jewel. I took you to your limits and took the belt. You know, he would have had another level that you could have catapulted on. But if it's the big bad man, think I can, think I can, and it never happens, it's like, I thought you were the big bad guy. Uh, shoot. I just, I, I, I get upset when I see that. Because I'm, but now, superstar shakeup. Who do you move from SmackDown? Did you move Samoa Joe or AJ Styles? AJ. Now, you move AJ. Yeah. Does Samoa Joe take that number one spot? No. And he finally gets that title run that he should have had. He'll get the title run and win. But I would swap AJ for Finn Balor. And. Leader of the Bullet Club, leader of the Bullet Club. Yep. So I I would swap those two because you could take AJ's career and elevate it because. On Raw, all they're going to look like, I'm AJ Styles. Like, who really cares? You would have faced it ran SmackDown. This is Raw. You don't run this. And then he could have that chip on his shoulder to prove and do his typical AJ Styles to become the face that runs Raw. That would solidify him as taking the John Cena slot. Finn Balor would go over, and then that would give you true matches that would show Balor's range uh, because that would put him – in a phenomenal matches, pun intended, against Samoa Joe, against Shinsuke Nakamura, against uh, I would Miz. even say the Miz. Yeah. So you, you could do a lot more, and that would get him out of the rut, and that would give you the opportunity to bring back the Demon for certain matches. The Demon versus Samoa Joe, that would be insane. I mean, in a in a, a TLC match or something like that, or Falls Count anywhere. You could do a lot with that. That would that would be one switch. So forward thinking, once we get to a superstar shakeup, we should take a look at the rosters and we can do our own draft and see how close we are to exactly what really happens. Okay. I can, I can take thinking. that. Forward now thinking. with this superstar shakeup, now we talked about Jeff Hardy becoming Brother Nero and everything working out. Now we don't we don't know the status of Bray Wyatt right now, so Let's take him off the table. Jeff Hardy. We know Jeff Hardy is a main eventer. He is a former world champion. We Same thing with Randy Orton. With this superstar shakeup, are they going to take and get out of this mid-card status with, you know, they got Bobby Lashley locked in on Raw. It seems like Jeff Hardy's locked in kind of sort of on, I'll say, upper mid-card status on SmackDown and Randy Orton is just mid-card saddest. With this superstar shakeup, will they break out of that rut and ascend back to the top where they're supposed to be? I mean, they're still relatively, I'm not going to say young stars, but they're still relatively young wrestling age. If Orton goes over, he needs a feud with Elias. That would be something that he could build on. Something that he could promo between. Because I could just see 
Randy Orton sliding in like a snake, getting ready to hit the RKO. Elias turns, bam, hits him with guitar. And they could go back and forth with moments like that all the time. Elias is about to do another concert, and the lights are down. When the lights come up, he's like wondering why the crowd doesn't want to be quiet and shut their mouths, and he turns RKO. You know, they one-up each other back and forth on that. So that, I would do that. I would bring Jeff Hardy over the Raw and have him feud with um, Seth Rollins for the IC title. I think they could have some strong matches, and they could build upon each other because Seth can get broken and dangerous and, and crazy as well and put that streak back in his hair and then put his shield gear on, even if there's no shield, and that would be him being broken. And then you would have Jeff going into Brother Nero. So they, they would just be going back and retro on each other and feuding that way. You can have some fun with them. And that could last two or three months of a, a, a strong stretch of a run before Bray Wyatt would come back. And then I would have Bray Wyatt come back with a focus on Braun Strowman. And it would be Braun Strowman running scared from Bray because he would know what Bray is and how he's coming back. And all you would see is Bray just showing up, Sister Abigail, Sister Abigail, Sister Abigail, and the, the, the freak out stuff. And Braun being himself finally can show his range of, of acting, for lack of a better term. And Braun would be the one running and hiding or, or looking around, looking over his shoulder and you know, staying in a, a room just wondering what's going on. And the next thing you you hear is Braun, uh, I mean, not Braun, uh, Bray Wyatt saying, I'm here. And the lights go off. You know, those all those type of crazy things could play on that. And then that would lead to a, some phenomenal matches between them. And you could, you could really show Braun Strowman's range and give him more to work with other than, Roar! but I didn't win the belt. <laughs> You know, like we got the, we got the presence, but you're not winning the title. Getting these hands for what? You're not winning the title. If those hands are that strong, you should have a championship belt of some kind. You should be the one. I mean, it was great when he had the kid up there and he had the tag title. They should have, if it was a staff member's kid and it was summertime, the kid would come down for four weeks and just be there, and Braun would just beat people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's funny you say that. I watched the interview uh, that they had with Braun's parents. His dad was like, "I was kind of sort of hoping he picked me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would work too. That'd be awesome. Or his mom, that would be insane. Or Thea Vidal would come back and somehow be Braun's mom too. <laughs> so then you know, we would be confused. Like, when the hell did this happen? You know, I could I, I could do without that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was call my mama. I was so confused. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, Thea? Sheldon, is that your real mama? <laughs> when the heck did this happen? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh man. Uh, uh, I had one more question for you. Um, it's SmackDown pertaining. Where was I going to go? Where was I going to go? I can't even remember. I lost my train of thought. I'm having a BJ brain fart. Um, why, you, why you think about it, if it has it come? I figured the last uh, moment we could just go over preliminary wise the card for Survivor Series 
and we can make some early predictions, and then we can see if we keep it or not once we uh, get to or get past the go-home shows next week. And then I guess we'll also be talking about uh, NXT TakeOver at the same time. That's good show for me. Or post-show or whatever. We'll see. That's but, good for me. Um, and then after that, if uh, the question comes back to you, feel free to shoot, and we'll see. But let's start with the uh, the – Match of the night, Becky versus Ronda. You know I'm going with Dexter. Yeah, I know, I know that. I, I know that. But see, this is this is my thing. Uh-oh. And from from doing this awesomeness with you every week, my mind gets to turning. So I don't see this. I don't. I see this finishing in the draw. I don't see either women, either woman, winning this. I can't I let see. you pick draw because I, I won't be fair. <laughs> you can't you can't sneak in and try to be like, well, if I pick a draw, I may actually get that one. No, man, but, no. No, no. This is I I don't see it getting finished. I see now. You know, Naya came out, uh, told Ronda, you know, you you you're representing Raw at Survivor Series. Uh, we know you're gonna do a good job with behind you, but after Survivor Series, you're mine. I just I I, I see. Charlotte trying to run, and I see Nia coming in to save uh, Ronda. And then I see all four women going for it in the middle of the ring. And the next thing you know, uh, Tamina comes down. Ember Moon comes down. You know, and then you got uh, uh, just a gang of ladies, and it's it's a free-for-all from SmackDown, from Raw. And then it's like you got both Survivor, uh, Survivor Series teams out there, and they're just going at it straight free for all, like bad blood type stuff. And you got no clear cut winner. You got to clear the ring. Oh, I mean, no, you, gotta... you can. There's only one thing you could do from that. If this was, if you're going to take it to the next level of women's evolution, that's a recipe for a lumberjack match. Because <clears throat> that, that would be both uh, commissioners coming together and making an announcement that the match has just now become a lumberjack match. There must be a winner. Because they could come down to SmackDown and Raw being tied, and that would be the tie-breaking match. Because mm. let's be honest, that's the main event. I'm sorry. Looking at the rest of the card, that is the main event. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I'm going to go ahead and take Ronda on this one. So I, on, I, 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 I got to. I'm trying to get you over to Team Beck. And the only reason why I'm taking Ronda, because she has it when she should lose, she didn't. Shame, shame, shame. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. Brock versus AJ. Who you got? AJ. Come on, man. Are you serious? Hey, I got to take the phenomenal one. No way, man. Brock Lesnar, it's going to be Suplex City. Yeah, for a little bit. The finish is going to be real smooth. Phenomenal forearm. He's going to jump up and come over and get caught into an F5. Wham. And it's over. Mm. Valiant match, amazing match, but it doesn't matter. Once you come off that top rope, all Bro- uh, Brock got to do, and you saw him with Braun Strowman when uh, Strowman came running towards him, just scooped him up, bam, cancel Christmas. Well, I mean, I guess so. If you six foot four, three hundred and three pounds, and a pure muscle, well, it's not as much muscle as it used to be, but it's still pure muscle. It's enough muscle to win a UFC championship. Yeah. 
and he learned how to ground fight. I tell you that. That's what that's what put him over the top. He learned how to Never ground fight. That Brock puts a body in a STF. That's that's choke out right there. Yeah. That, that it's not that gonna be tap out. out. Somebody called John Cena and was like, "Hey, you need to go ahead and turn on WWE right now. Why? Because Brock Lesnar is really putting on an STF. Magnum TA is proud. <laughs> Don't know what the hell you've been doing all this time, Cena." But you should thank everybody that has sold the heck out of that move for you because we don't see any type of, I don't know, it's a calf crusher. But the, the cross face part, yeah, I think you're just giving them something to lay on. But that's <laughs> just, I don't know. Maybe you should put me in the move, Cena, so that way I can see if you're really locking it in. I don't know, but I know how Magnum TA instructed how it was supposed to go many moons ago where it was really a step over into the cross face. Not just to flip over and throw the leg up and hold it there, and then you know you do the thing and yell tap six times. It was a step over to the cross face, but that I'm not. I'm going to a tangent. I'm still mad about that, man. But next match, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm going Shinsuke because it's just the obvious. Dean Ambrose is coming in. It's the obvious. There's no getting around that. That's just a run-in. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm right on that one. I don't think uh, Seth Rollins is going to be healthy with uh, Dean Ambrose beating the dog you-know-what out of him every week. I don't think he's going to be healthy going this. So he'll be 75 80% going against 110% Shinsuke. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Dean would also hit Shinsuke with the DDT as well. Just because. Yeah. Because like I said, he, he's, he's on that Stone Cold path. All he needs is the king of the ring moment. Dump your Bible, say your prayers, talking about John 3.16. Well, Ambrose 3.16 says, I just DDT'd your ass. I'm telling you, he is on that path. One match can define the next 10 years of his existence and his T-shirt sales. I don't know what that match is going to be yet, but one match will define that. Okay, fine, fine. I'll go ahead. The one match that will define that will probably be him versus Roman Reigns. Okay, that one defining match, him versus Roman Reigns. Yep. That's it. Roman's comeback, his his win, and he beats Roman. Everybody's all hyped up on uh, Roman's back. Roman's back. He beat cancer. Oh, my gosh. You know, Roman, Roman, and next thing, bam, he beats Roman. And Roman Roman does the honors and puts him over. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't say nothing about that. I mean, damn, I see that. <laughs> Speaking of seeing. It's going to only go one way to AOP versus, and sorry, Authors of Pain, accompanied by Drake Maverick, versus the bar. I'm going bar all day because they're the giant with a balled up fist, and everybody's getting knocked out. Um, I don't even think AOP is going to be tag champions come Survivor Series. I think they'll drop that belt within the next week. 
So, but if they are, I'm still going to Ball. I don't unless the Ball's wrestling New Day, which they're not. Mm-mm. I'm going to Ball. I mean, you got Sheamus, you got Cesaro. These two two dudes went from not really caring for each other to becoming drinking buddies to becoming one of the most dominant tag teams because of the the way they flow together yep. right now. I mean, the evolution of the bar alone is how a tag team is built. You got two that two singles competitors that were at the top of their game at one point. Mm-hmm. Now they they weren't. You know, it's not like they their career was dying or something. They said, Oh, let's make a tag team. No. They got they sacrificed singles competition to become the bar. And they kill it. Yep. Only thing they need now is to get the singles championship as well. And then that would be uh, another recreation of Arn and uh, Ole Anderson, Arn and, and Tully Blanchard. I mean, you know, you got a, a horseman recipe right there. You got – and see, this is where you resurrect an, another uh, uh, older title because I, I, I need to look it up so I can write down every title that's defunct right now so we can see what titles to bring back. You got the U.S. title. You give mm-hmm. Sheamus the U.S. title. You bring back the TV title, and you give that to Cesaro, just to have, just so they got two belts. But one of them, and it, it could cause some sort of rift. Just quite, you know, that, that brotherly jealousy, where one of them wins the SmackDown title while the other one's still holding the TV I title. Think it would be that. I think they're going to split the bar. At I'm just going to call it still because I like the way it sounds. The brand. Ex- <laughs> uh, I think at a superstar shakeup, they're going to split the bar. Then they would both become respective champions. And since everybody's at the pay-per-views, then they could actually come together and somehow be, I don't know how you, a round-robin tournament, but they would end up in it. And then they would win one of the respective tag champions, championships, and they would be separate champions. That'd be crazy. You know what? It happens every time they do superstar shakeup. One of the tag teams is all one of the good tag teams is always split up, and then somebody from that tag team goes and gets a push. So it's bound to happen. I mean, history has a way of repeating itself, and I think history is going to repeat itself again. Yeah, at least the WWE archives will be tapped into again. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> you got a blueprint. Take that blueprint, modernize it, shape it. There it is. Everything has already been written. All you have to do is write it over, but add another twist onto it. It's already it's already there. Yeah, and the twist is just the personality of the superstars. That's it. Once you flesh and- that out, you're good. You, you take uh, 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 take a lot of because everybody's longing for the attitude error. Everybody's longing for ruthless ruthless aggression. Everybody is upset with the PG error. So you take and you're bringing stars back from the attitude error. Start bringing some of some of those push the envelope moments too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a lot of things you can do, and so you got your own network. You got social media, so you're going to reach even more people. The fact that they have the network. Yeah, that, you know, NXT could be that. 
If Raw and SmackDown can't do it, NXT can do it. I don't see why they can't. All I need is a disclaimer on the front. <laughs> That's it. Because if That's you're showing the content anyway on the network, if your only thing you're editing off of the network uh, in reference to content is the federation opposed to entertainment, mm-hmm. why not? But, you know, that, that's, that's a whole other argument right there. That's, that's all the shareholders, which, you know, I don't know. That, that's a whole other argument. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, that, that's really all that we can go ahead and kind of forecast out early because the men's tag team is not complete. Oh, yeah, that's not complete at all. We know that um, the Usos and the New Day on the SmackDown side, Raw, we have no idea. Nice. Um, the women's, we have at least almost a whole team with Oscar, Naomi, Carmella, and Sonya Deville. And then they just need one more person. Raw. Mm-hmm. And then for the men's, we have Shane, Ray, Daniel Bryan, Miz, and Samoa Joe. On the Raw side, all we've got is the heel show. Dolph Ziggler, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre. So there's two faces to go into that. So it's I don't know. Right now, on paper, at least with that one, SmackDown's going to win that, too. Because foresee, I don't know who they would add to the Raw side. Uh, Now, how long is Alexa Bliss out of action? Uh, I don't know. I've been meaning to to look that up and see what injury she has, because she's moving pretty well, unless she caught a concussion. Right. could have been, and you just got to pass the test to be able to be released, which... Normally, this would be the the end of that time period. But you know, with concussions, you don't want to mess around with that because uh, it's quick to get that second concussion. That messes up everything. That's what pretty much what ended uh, Corey Graves' career yep. as an in ring competitor is concussion. So you don't want to mess around with that. It ended Bret Hart's career. Mm-hmm. So you know you, that's something you don't mess around with. And that would be negative publicity for the women's evolution to have one of their top girls have to stop due to a concussion. But yeah, and when you say top, that's I, I love her as champion. I love her swagger. I love her confidence. You go down that road. Nia <laughs> just turn heel, she will show up and give you those eyes and you'll be like, Alexa, who? You, you know what? I got a gift of Nia doing that, 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 that look left, the look right. It's a gift, which is it's just that, just her other eyes. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't I'm get not, in I, trouble, man. I'm trying I, to make sure you don't catch the beat down. She's not in the room, so I can do this. I had to wait till she left the room. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> I hear that. Did you think but of now, your question? Oh. Uh, it was nah. I've totally forgot it. I, you know what? It'll come back to me when it come back to me. It's I know it's still gonna be relevant because it was a it was something looking into the future. So I know I'll have it by next week. All right. Smackdown question, but I'm just I want to see what the go home shows are for Monday and Tuesday. I want to see what NXT is gonna gonna do. I want to see everything going in the Survivor Series. I want to look at it as a whole because. Like they say, this is the one time of the year you got both brands of the A and the B show going at each other. And I think SmackDown is going to come out on top because they've been getting 
kicked while they're down about being the the B show. But they're gonna come out and then Shane's gonna have bragging rights over Steph about SmackDown being the the, the A show now. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be pretty crazy. But you know, I'm just looking forward to it because the Monday after is when they turn the engine on and then they get onto the road to WrestleMania. And that's where we'll start to see a lot of these storylines start to get pushed a lot more frantically and and they they really start to kind of give an idea as to what their end game is for the end of their televised year, which is the last day of the televised year is WrestleMania. And then the Raw after starts a new cycle. So we'll, we'll get to see exactly what, what the feeling is. And then normally at that point, I can kind of point us in the right direction of what I foresee happening, and then we'll see if it happens. Well, uh, you, 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 your prophecies have come true quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> not only are you prophesying, you, you can pontificate. Oh, no. Don't you they, start, start putting them dictionary words <laughs> up in there. Then I really am going to have to get that call from Stanford. Like, oh, time to get it to source. <laughs> but I, I can say this: you like you're 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 saying things like you can say something today, and it may anybody that listens to the show. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like Novocaine, give it time it'll work, and I'll be damned if in a couple weeks it don't happen. And I'll go back and be like, hold on, he said this on such and such date. Oh, damn, it happened. How the hell did he know that? Is this what I would like to see? I mean, you know, is what I would like to see what I think the, the, the evolution of the 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 story, if if you want to tell it properly, where could you take it? And it's just what I what I would like to see. Sometimes they don't go there like, ah, oh, yeah, I killed it. You could have did more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's looking at the longevity of the end game, but their end games are only truthfully one pay per view behind the next. Thank you, Eric Bischoff, but also thank you, Eric Bischoff, for the need to have monthly pay-per-views. So it's like a bittersweet type of thing. But then on the NXT side of things, they've got two or three months between takeovers. So that they've got a lot more time to build the storyline. And I love the, 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 the cusp that Velveteen Dream is on. And I think he's ready to get that call. I think Alistair Black is ready to get that call. <laughs> Wyatt family <laughs> would be amazing. You know, we're here. And then Alistair comes up with the, the little mechanism that raises him up. That would be insane. Uh, I love the fact that Sanity is there. <laughs> Wyatt family. Um, you know, there's so many different things you could do. So many different things. But again, they've got to really flesh out the women and they've got to figure something else out or stretch something out or, or take some act down to three hours when it goes to Fox uh, in order to get these top talent, Adam Cole, everybody else, uh, the rest of the undisputed era might as well go to so they can bring these next crop in from the performance center. They've got to make room. And the only way to make room is to take smack down to three hours or do a true brand extension 2.0, Raw, SmackDown, WCW, Raw, SmackDown, TNA, Raw, SmackDown, 
Florida Championship Wrestling, something. Oh, correction, let me stop. As much as I like FCW, Raw, SmackDown, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Indeed. <laughs> now so, you talk my language. Something uh, of that nature in order to funnel. You've got a network. It's time to put more televised stuff on the network because you've only got your two shows, which is um, 205 Live and NXT. What more besides retro are you putting on there for product? It's time for them to start streaming on that network, which would also build their um, membership because people want to see these streaming services. If Disney's about to launch one and they're getting all the Disney content, all the Marvel content, and then now, um, what we believe, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and all these other shows are going to have their resurgence, Defenders, and other such through that then I don't see why WWE Network can't grow and become bigger. You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, shit, I just had another brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> I have, oh, man, I'd have caught whatever BJ got because I, I can't remember nothing. Um, speaking of Merlin Championship Wrestling, I've noticed that I haven't seen very many promos for uh, shows uh, the last few months, but most people don't realize this is that the Broken Hardys came to Merlin Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's where the, 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 the steam of that train started, and the next thing you know, it rolled, and it went to TNA, then it came to WWE. That's where that started, was right well, I'll say right here because I'm sitting in Merlin, but right here. And they, I, one thing about MCW, they will, they can pack a, 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 a firehouse or wherever they want to do it. Uh, uh, geez, what's the, yeah. I can't think of the arena that they got down in Waldorf Arena. Yeah. They, they, they pack that because they got the, the draw because number one, it's damn good wrestling. Number two, you never know who's going to show up. They didn't have Ric Flair there. Every year in April, they have uh, Ric Flair, then they'll have Bret Hart the next week. I was yeah, working Ron at Simmons night. Is coming. Yeah. I was working at night, and I asked my boss, could I take off on a Wednesday? He asked me for what? I said, Ric Flair is going to be in Waldorf. He said, uh, what time does it start? I said, seven. He says, well, if I give you the night off, am I picking you up or you picking me up? Because we're <laughs> Amen to that. And there it is. I mean, when you got a a boss that lives, breathes, eats, sleeps wrestling, it's a beautiful thing. I agree. And, you know, big ups to the MCW and everything that they're doing and everybody that's come from there. Even right now, Rosa Mendez has, has been uh, popping in and out to, to research her career and make her way back after having her baby. So MCW, in my opinion, because I'm biased, has replaced FCW um, in reference to, you know, how, what they're producing, um, even though really FCW is now NXT, but um, what's being produced. So, you know, I would call them over Ring of Honor, the the next farm league. And I remember one point in time, Ohio Valley was where it was at. That's where you got. Yeah, that's what you got, uh, the prototype. 
Mm-hmm. And Animal, that's where you got those guys from. And if you don't know who they are, uh, I'm sorry for you. Well, everybody came through OVW, the cream of the crop, that, that graduating class, which was Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, um, and several others that came through at that point. I mean, it was like the who's who, and they all broke in in that attitude, ruthless aggression era, and just destroyed everything possible. It was, it was insane that the talent pool that came from there. That was, in my opinion, the last great talent surge that, that came from OVW from the old days of territorial, localized, you know, promotions and stuff. Now it's a, a lot bigger. You know, that was pre-TNA and now everybody is working a different routes and stuff like that. But it's, it's still exciting to see. So if you have those opportunities, support your local sports entertainers and your gyms or your bingo halls or wherever it may be, because even though they're not getting paid, they're doing it for the love of kind of like going to a minor league baseball game or, or college basketball or football where they're playing for the love of the game versus the paycheck. So you're actually seeing them vested and playing for the love of the game. Uh, not saying professionals don't, but shoot, when I'm guaranteed, you know, 21, 30, $40 million, I can phone in a couple games. Man, you and you the best. Who the hell cares? I get paid on Monday, and it's more than all of y'all combined. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm good until next year. Guaranteed contract. Hey, pretty much. And that, that's the, the way, way, way it's at when you got guaranteed money coming in. And, and you know, a lot of people say that. It, it goes that route, whether it's wrestling, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. You don't work as hard after you get that huge contract. Mm-hmm. I said the only sport that's not happening is UFC because you got no choice. (laughs) You got to put in the work or get your eye bust open. Yeah. And and, uh, last Saturday night, who boy, that spinning punch that I seen, I I think uh, it's on uh, Sideline's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right on the button. Mm. And he was asleep before he hit the floor. Before he he hit the floor. You know you knocked out. When the ref is in motion after they see the initial hit, they're like, oh, he's done. <laughs> Let me break this up because anything else may kill this dude. That's, that's insane. But, man, you know, we've got, a, we've got a lot to look forward to over the next week, uh, getting prepped for Survivor Series and then starting the engines for the road to WrestleMania. We've still got money in the bank in our future. So there's a lot of different moving elements that are going to be happening in the upcoming couple months. Um, and uh, we'll see what the fast lane, even though I hate that name, ah, put bring back Armageddon, but um, you know, fast lane is coming, and there's, there's gonna be a lot that's gonna happen in April, and hopefully, we'll get the announcement that we need to hear, which is that WrestleMania is coming back to Atlanta or the Royal Rumble, but WrestleMania needs to come back to Atlanta. That would make me very happy. Well, we already got that plan. Uh, if WrestleMania yeah, comes to Atlanta, we already got that worked down. out. Sideline junkies, Saturday night, we talking wrestling from NXT Takeover. Why the hell not? Mm. Or if we just decide, we just go mark out. We'll probably be at Fan Access, then NXT, and then we'll be like, we was going to talk to y'all, but we're freaking at WrestleMania. Y'all gonna have to wait a couple of days. <laughs> 
because <laughs> we're not leaving until after Tuesday. You know, that's why you take all that time off because they're going to be in a, well, they'll probably be in Charlotte for um, the Raw and SmackDown. That'd be Charlotte. And then, well, say maybe Richmond and Charlotte. Then you would go down and you would be in Atlanta for uh, the Hall of Fame, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Just go from the stadium over to the um, Filtrino or maybe the Dome. I mean, whatever. Um, and then sell it out that way, depending on how they feel about it. That would be a great place for Kurt Angle to retire. Mm, and right in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Where he won a gold medal yep. with a broken freaking neck. So that, that'd be awesome. But yeah. Exciting times, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm geeked up. I mean, I, I'm, oh my God. I just, I, I want to see so many things happen. I want to see a lot of things that you said happen. I want to see that happen. I want to see, you know, a few things, but they got me on the edge of my seat. Um, I've, I've rekindled my love for uh, wrestling once again, and I don't think it's going to go away this time. Just start the hashtag. Give Don a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know. Look out for that. Just, just, just take a couple ideas and just go ahead and, and push it through, creative. Just push it through. See what happens. Test the waters. You got to do something different. Try something new. Hey. Hashtag give Don a chance. Oh, sorry, Daddy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you think I'm, I'm too old to have heart attacks. Well, how y'all get my number? That's why I'm like, man, I think y'all somebody playing phone games talking about. Yeah, it's WWE. Like, whatever. You know what? It's the Wildlife Federation, because you know I'll support y'all. <laughs> I'm still mad about that, man. Get the F out. I remember. I remember that time over there, Panda Bear taking away my WWF, making them change everything. For the better now, but still, okay. it's the principle of the thing, WWF. Well, that hashtag is going to be on and popping starting right after this oh, show. Man. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to be your Leo Rush. Oh, really? I'm going to hype you up like you've never been hyped up before. It's going down. Oh, my gosh. You ain't never seen a man with a brain like this. You see the mind on this man right here? You see them, you you hear the things that he says, they come to fruition. They come to fruition. You can't lose. He knows what he's talking about. See, see you know what? I'm not even going to get deep into it. <laughs> I'm just going to let you go ahead and run with it. I'm going to call you Chris Brown. Just run it, man. Just run it. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and get on up out of here. Uh, SidelineJunkies.com is up and running. Uh, you want to email us, sidelinejunkies247 at AOL. I'm shit. <laughs> sidelinejunkies at gmail.com. I don't know why I said Throwback. AOL. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I still got an AOL. I still do, too. I still I got three of them. We just <laughs> talked about, we just dated ourselves. All right. Yeah, pretty How much. about that dollar? <laughs> you got us on Instagram, sidelinejunkies. Twitter, sidelinejunkies. Facebook, sidelinejunkies, colon, podcast. You can hear us right here on Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, and Google Podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. It's no excuse 
why you not listening to the sideline junkies? I don't. I'm not taking that as as nothing because we out there, we national. I'm we 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 national. You can hear us anywhere in the country because we on every major platform. I don't want to hear no excuses. So with that being said, once again, to the smart mark, the Don, and he is. Awesome. And every Saturday night, this awesomeness is the brainchild of the dawn. This is this is this is that baby that's starting to grow up and this baby's starting to walk. So I thank you. Every week I thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity to come on and just let the thoughts of my wrestling brain leak out and infect everybody like a uh, Resident Evil T-Virus. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of which, we, we need to do a gaming show. We need to all get together and do a true gaming show because uh, I got, I, it's a, you got Fortnite, um, Gears of War releasing new things. I mean, talk about that. How about the new Crackdown trailer? We get a little bit more Terry Crews going crazy even though we got to wait till February to see if it's really going to happen, which is going to really be interesting. There was quite a few reallys, and all the reasons why I'm really, 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 really saying that is because we have so much going on, Kingdom Hearts, Anthem, now Crackdown, Division 2. My God bless, Q1 of next year is going to be unmanageable. It's going to be like the October of this year. It's too much to play. And you still see. working fallouts and everything else. And hopefully – my boy Master Chief decides he wants to show up in Halo Infinite at some point next year. Days Gone is still on the, the horizon. And we'll see if 2K can actually kind of do better than SmackDown versus Raw. I'm sorry. Did I just say that? WWE 2K. Lord, I want you to bring back SmackDown versus Raw. But, uh, which I guess is kind of apropos for Survivor Series coming up, SmackDown versus Raw, which I love that cover that had uh, Vince McMahon's face and the split down the middle red and blue with the two eyes is the best cover they've ever had for any WWE game, but that's a whole other story. Well, let's get on out of here and get these people back a little bit of their life. But we just enhanced it a little bit, so. That's what we do. Indeed. So we'll sideline junkies be back tomorrow. Breakdown of uh one o'clock games, and we'll come back again with the breakdown of four o'clock games with the post game later on. Uh, probably even an Instagram live from me and BJ. Uh, we got a lot going on, so stay tuned for that. Keep up with the Twitter and the Facebook, and even the Instagram. So thank you again to the Don. Thank you. And. Good night.